Once again, you're listening to What's Up With Ward, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And to regular listeners out there like Judge Anthony Williams, salute. salute. My name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to me with the plan is none other than Trey all day in the building. What's happening, my brother? What's going on, Wardy Ward? You know how we do. You know the What's Up Award podcast really enjoys and supports individuals who start, run, or have their own businesses, or even inspire others. Our in-studio guest today definitely falls into this category. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome us and joining Miss Jalissa Bell. But we call it Coach J Bay to the show. <laughs> Coach J. Okay, he, he messed that up. Look, you try <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it there. I hit the speed bump. <laughs> okay. Coach J, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? All right, all right. Brother like Trey. To... <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, Coach? Coach you like, J. You like Coach J, Bay, Coach J. Uh, what, 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 what should we call you? The kids to... call me Coach J. Um, I, I mean, I go by, I like J, Bay. It's a it's an old college inside joke, and I just stuck with it for forever. Okay, cool. We'll we roll with that. We'll roll with that, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Let's get started by first telling us where you grew up, where you live at, and do you have any brothers and sisters? Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Michigan. I was on the outskirts of Detroit. Um, a lot of people don't know the city is called Jackson. Small, I knew small it. town. Um, so I grew up there, graduated, went to college uh, at Adrian, which is a small liberal arts school. I graduated with my bachelor's, moved down here. Dallas, Texas, um, where pretty much the rest is history. I've been here almost 10 years now, and I, I never go back. There's no snow, um, but uh, pretty much my, you know, my livelihood has been just all about family. I moved down here to pursue my career. Um, my background is in finance, and I was, I thought I was going to be like the next Angela Davis and free the, you know, serve the free world or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's kind of where I'm from. And then my, I have one younger sister who's four years older and a late brother who passed away a couple years ago, but he would have been 41. Yeah. Okay. So I'm the middle child, which is the one who likes to, you know, keep peace and right. Yeah. Shout out to the middle kids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Now, Trey, you know, she says she, uh, she would never go back because of no snow, but Mm -hmm. Texas shuts the whole state down. That's the point. I ain't got to go to work. I know. (laughs) In Michigan, it's still snow and you still got to walk with 10 miles. It's still cold up there right now. (laughs) Right now. Right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Trey and I live in Indianapolis, and uh, somebody from your town, hometown, used to coach our football team, Mr. Tony Dungy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my mom and him went to school together. What? Yeah. See, that? I was doing my research. I, was trying to, I know I somebody famous from there. Y'all yeah. a couple other people. A lot of actors come out of there. Yep. They, we just drafted. Um, his name is Kyrie Willis. He I, he was like my little brother growing up. He's He's playing for the Colts right now as a safety, I believe. Okay. Shout out to Jack Town. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know too much other about Jackson, Michigan, but I did hear they had some pockets of danger. Would you say I can leave my car or house unlocked in that area? Um, it's a small town. I will say some of the big city festivities do kind of linger there because people do migrate out there. But I mean, it was country. My grandma used to have her door open. 
unlocked mm-hmm. back in the day. I, I don't know mm-hmm. about now. It's been 10 years since I've been home, but I remember growing up having the doors open, unlocked, and windows open, not having bars on your window. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of you feel safe because of the neighborhood and others will watch your neighborhood, you know, your house and stuff while you were gone without being weird. Uh. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bart, we, we got to put this disclaimer on real quick. Now, now, JB, I got to ask this question. This is very important. You're going to tell us how this whole interview going to go. Uh-oh. So, are, are you... Are you Wolverine or are you Sparty? Oh, I, just, I just need to know. Wolverines mm. all day. Yes! Oh, yes! Brother. Okay. Uh, here yes! We here Yay! we go. Yay! That's what I'm talking about. Go ahead. All right. Let's continue. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, well, speaking of that, let's uh, let's let's start off with the high school, then we'll work our way in there. And when you were in high school, did you play any other sports? Um, or... I played basketball um, and I ran track. Hmm. Um, another track show. Okay. I wasn't very good at track because I did a lot of field events. I tried hurdles. Well, I was mm. decent sprinting, but I was just quirky, unclumsy. But I had way more coordination playing ball. Um, uh-huh. That was my stronger sport. Um, I played hurdle. I did hurdles. I failed my sophomore year in high school, and it was in front of a big meet, and it traumatized Ooh. me. I oh, like, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah, this is not for me. So I just right. did year-round ball. Um, so yeah, I did that and then I was really a nerd after that. Okay. Now uh I, I can feel your pain on the hurdles. I tried that too and I think I overthought it when I was coming up on it. I was like, Should I jump now, wait, right, right leg right. I left that. Child, totally the same, long. the same. I did the same thing and then all I had was blip blip and then my body just tumbled like a little tumbleweed. Oh mm-hmm. in yeah. front of a few hundred people, and all you hear the whole Ooh. crowd say, Oh, oh yeah, say that like that. Oh <laughs> like in a Wii game. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, you you didn't grab your calf when you get up, like oh, I limp off. No, off. I just stayed on the ground. I I <laughs> stayed. I let them I let them peel me off the ground because I was so embarrassed. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, they eventually had to go home, so you was you was straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, did you get a scholarship for uh to uh, Adrian College too for basketball, or how did that work? So by the school I decided to go to, I actually have multiple scholarships to D one schools. Um, oh, but. I was a little fearful simply because um, of the, it was, it was pretty much, you know, I was from a smaller town. I didn't want to be consumed by the bigger schools because a lot of my friends, like after sophomore, freshman, sophomore year was getting, coming back home, not finishing. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at that like, oh, heck, no, I'm not doing that. Um, So I chose to go to a small school and take academic scholarship. Um, But I was still, I still had the capability of playing. Um, do what I love to do um, and I felt I didn't want to lose out on my freshman year playing so uh, mm-hmm. had I gone I had a scholarship to Central Central Michigan their coach had like got fired or something you know how that goes they switched right, coaches right. every year and so when I heard that that was like that's a sign from God telling me I need to go somewhere else <laughs> Yeah. so um, and I didn't want to start over because that was you know that was really my number one school I wanted to go to but when she left, I had a feeling that the new coach was going to come in, kind of like the Gremlin coach did just recently, mm. where she yes. was like, nope, all y'all out. And I was like, yep, I'm not even going to try that. I'm going to go ahead and go to this little school. It's academic free, you know, academically sound. Yes. I still get my college degree. It's not a HBCU. It's a PWI, whatever, however you want to talk about it. But I'm getting my education and I'll move on. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it went. But yeah. And but I still got to play. Too. Don't and it was, yeah, it was about 30, 45 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. You get your experience while still being close. You have that safety net, you know? Yeah, my pops wouldn't let me go too far. He was always, you know, I got to come home. I got to come Well, dads be like that. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. 
<laughs> yep, sure, definitely that. Right. Uh, in- interesting fact about Asian colleges that the average high school GPA for admittance for freshman class is three point two nine on a mm-hmm. four point scale. So, so you definitely had to have the smarts. And what was your degree in? Uh, my degree is- was in finance. Okay, that's why you just say that. Yep. Okay. So, what is what does that actually mean, finance degree? Um. <laughs> Well, um, basically, it was it's really a, a high level business degree. So, um, I mean, you learn the ins and outs of how to run a business. Like we did a lot of business analysis, looking at uh, SWOT analysis and um, doing, uh, you know, looking at the ins and outs of how operations work, things in that nature, supply chain. Um, it was really interesting because I originally wanted to be an accountant until I realized I didn't want to sit and crunch numbers all day. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I still want to be marketable or I, else I thought. And I was like, I'm going to just choose finance instead. And then I got sick of school. And I was like, I need to be done in four years. And mm-hmm. accounting is five. And I was like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> I'm out that piece. Yeah. yeah I'm out. Um, did you learn how to read a P&L as well? I did. Nice. I did. <laughs> heard yeah. you say SWOT analysis. Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I you speak about language. Yeah. Nice. Like, we can have a whole conversation about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I went over all those things too. I love that piece of it. What was your overall experience like in college as an athlete? I know uh, we interviewed a guy recently, and he said that it was a lot they put on them athletes, and he he kind of walked away from it. Uh, what was it like for you? I'm not gonna lie, it was it was toward once I got a little bit older, it was a lot of pressure, um, and I think a lot of it was I put on myself. Um, Simply because I came, I was first generation to go, like, to actually be on the verge of graduating in my family, going to college. So a lot of pressure was on me. So I felt like I was the first to do everything. Um, So family pressure and then the pressure of wanting to kind of check all the boxes of being a a student athlete because I wanted to be on campus and be involved and want wanting to balance the party life and also wanting to balance like I'm an athlete you know in the gym twice a day stuff like that and they did they do um you know I, th- I think being a student athlete is a different type of beast and it takes a special type of person mm, okay I'll say so that when you first got there did were the other girls like next level or could you hold your own I held my own I definitely did um I didn't do a lot of talking to folks because that was just me back back in the day. Um, I used the game to speak my piece, right? Um, but you know, um, it didn't like there. There are politics to sports. I think a lot if you play collegiate sports or at least anything outside of high school, you know, there's politics, and I didn't understand it, so I wasn't the the best at trying to be politically correct it was like if I didn't like something I wasn't with it <laughs> you know yeah. I didn't have a I didn't have an attitude problem but I definitely didn't play the game the the, the po- political game the way I should have to potentially catapult my career the way I wanted to because I was like I'm gonna be the first girl in the NBA still like back mm-hmm. then um, yeah. but yeah so uh, I think I, there's a lot of factors that like now that I'm older and I coach younger kids I try and get them prepared um, mm-hmm. Which a lot, I think a lot of coaches do, um, and even just being a mentor period with younger people, I try and tell them like, hey, you know, recognize this, have the right people around you, make sure you have the right friends around you. You know, basketball is a ca- is a catalyst to your future. It's not everything, so you don't just think just because you're an athlete you, that's all you are, um, stuff like that. So it definitely molded me into who I am, and I'm very appreciative of it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what okay. position did you play? Ooh, okay. So in high school, I was a one through five. Wow. So, and the reason why I could play the five, well, they always taught us to play all five positions, or at least no. So when I got to college, my size, I was short. I'm five, eight and a half. I say I'm five, nine. Um, but my wingspan was long. So I was like a, over six feet wingspan. So I play big because I, I can bang. Like I always say I can bang with the best of them. Um, but so I played a three because I was a versatile forward, but I can also, I can shoot outside, inside and handle the ball. So, um, so on average in college, I played a three, but I could also rotate to either a smaller in the front court or the back court. Just say you Scotty Pippen. Just say you Scotty Pippen. You know, Scotty Pippen, Tayshawn Prince, you know. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. You got it like that. Yeah. 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 That was me. They used to jokingly call, say little Tay Tay. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, you get all so, kind of nicknames, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm I know. Like, it was I need, because Lord, I was we need late, a nickname, you know? man. I know. I'm going to create one after this now. Great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, did you play any uh, – Anybody memorable in college that you was like, man, that girl, she's pretty good. Or um, there was a lot of girls um, that I played against uh, that went D1 and did very well. Um, The one that was probably the most remarkable was Bill Lambeer's daughter, Kara. Okay. Um, Like, I hated her every time we play AAU because she would shoot. She was like Dirk Nowinski, the female version. She would just shoot any and everywhere, and all, and it would go in. And I'm like, "This heifer here, like, <laughs> God, but did she like play you like a pops? Lockdown, lockdown. She played dirty like her pops. <laughs> she was, she was, you know, she was a thick, you know, thick girl. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Usually when you deal with them cornbread, and I was skinny, I was always skinny, but I played big. But every time getting with them cornbread fed girls, they always, you know, they. But she wasn't your typical because usually the thicker the girls were they would never be running they'd be the last one down agile, the court. right she was she was down there with she you, was huh? she was she was she was fairly agile for her size and oh. um mm. but she would shoot your lights out half court just like like watching a Mavs game when Dirk was playing yeah he mm. he had just randomly shoot a half court like why like you could have came in like what you, <laughs> you, you just doing that for sure like that's how she was and I, mm. I definitely she was probably one of the one of the top probably five memorable individuals I played against. But I played with some really good girls, I will say that. Okay. Yeah. Um so with that college uh stint got you ready for the uh pro ball too, right? Cuz you played overseas somewhere or was that So here? I did. I had some offers to play overseas. So by the time my junior senior year came, I got burnt out. And that was just mm. because like I said, pressure of trying to balance a lot. I didn't understand it. Um and by my senior year in college, I kind of got burnt out and I didn't want to play. But when I moved to Texas, um, I started playing in women's leagues. And then that's when I got invited to play semi-pro. Oh. Um, yeah. And then so with the invitations of going to Spain, I still got the invitations for Spain to play for Spain, get paid for Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, Spain, Germany, and then also a couple. Uh, I also got offered. I was working at Enterprise some years back and the general manager of it, the Atlanta Dream came in and was like, hey, um, I showed her, I sent her like my little, I had old highlight tapes and stuff that I used to keep. And she was like, yeah, you should come try out, you know, send me the invitation. And But that's how I knew I was re- I was done playing um, mm. because that was my my dream. But I was literally knew like 
my spirit was like, God was like, that's not what your journey is anymore. Basketball was to get you to college. It was to get you to graduate. It was to get you to be the first in your family. It was to get you to know that use sports as a way to navigate through life, but not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to the league. Be honest with yourself. And I was like, okay, um, I'm leave that alone. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, but I always use, I use basketball logic for life, life skills and for lessons and things of that nature. And people laugh at me all the time because I'd be like, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the second quarter of my life. And they'd be like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, life is like a free throw. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, so, so that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. I definitely can appreciate those basketball uh, references because I, I do the same thing because. I think basketball really shaped my life because you you have to learn to uh, play with others. You have mm-hmm. to figure out their strengths and, and, and where y'all could be better at. And, you know, and it just it just makes sense, you know. Well, I can relate because I, w- I was shaped like a basketball at one point, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, there you go. See? Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Every, you, need a, you need a village. You got to have a village. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, I was just bouncing. Like, what? That's right. Like Bouncing off on you. The, on the court. That's who, I, that's, that's who I look like. I look like Spice playing. So, you know. There you go. Uh, now, now, Coach Jay, I know that you admired Cynthia Cooper back in the day. Uh, she was from Chicago like me, and she's currently 58. I know she recently retired from Texas Southern. I want to know, did you incorporate any of her skills in your game when oh, you were playing? Oh, man, she was my everything. When I say my everything, like she was her and Reggie Miller's sister. Mm, uh, Cheryl. Cheryl, mm-hmm. yep. Cheryl Swoops. And then, of course, jokingly, because I was tall and linky, we used to get the jokes of the Lisa Leslie. I had a homegirl myself. We were the tallest ones on the team in high school. And then you look like Lisa Leslie. I'm like, it's just because we tall and black. That's all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like I was the person when they first announced the WNBA, I wrote a letter and my mother still has it where I wrote a letter to the organization saying how happy I was that they were showing women who did the same thing that I love to play and they were doing it on a professional level because it was unheard of, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when they had the four teams, Houston, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was like Houston, Phoenix, uh, New York, I think. New York mm-hmm. and uh-huh. Charlotte or something mm-hmm. like that. And you had Don Staley playing and, uh, you know, all the, all the greats who, you know, you never would have been able to see them on platform because they would have been overseas or they would have stopped after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was really dope to see those women be at least for a summer and then now to see it transpire or you know matriculate to what it is now it's kind of dope to see like I was a kid like 98 was the year you know I was like 10 when that happened yeah yeah yep. so it was it was really it was really do- it's really dope to see but yeah Cynthia Cooper was my girl I had her autobiography I had her jersey <laughs> yeah I yeah. had the I had yeah. the I had the shoes I yeah. tried to go to the game when Detroit came and she like kind of cameoed again mm-hmm. um and then I, I tried tried to make her game her southern game uh the last couple years and i was able to go when she played against smu and it was like when i say i was in heaven it was it was probably one of my one of the dreams that i I was able to fulfill it was it was awesome oh wonderful i know i um in south bend where i grew up i was born in chicago but raised in south bend indiana and one of my guys we would ball all the time and i'm surprised nobody in his family made it pro but his daughter made it to the league. I don't know if you know her. You don't. If you heard of Skylar Diggins, Skylar, yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah so she, she has made a it. whole organization down here in her name in Dallas. 
Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, she do have. I forget. I, I only know her from Indiana. I don't know where mm-hmm. she grew up. I know she come back all the time. And she run camps over here and all that. Yep. So, yeah. yeah so for her. Several AAU teams down here. Yeah. For her to make it, it's like we put in all that work and nobody made it. But I was so glad to see her get out. And, you know, so, yeah. So, she, she's still doing her thing. So, yeah. that's good. Um, You mentioned Cheryl Miller earlier, too. Mm-hmm. She, I liked her, but I didn't like her brother. Did you ever like Reggie? Man. Okay. So, I know a lot of people didn't like Reggie Miller. Just like, <laughs> but Reggie Miller was a strategic player. Oh my! You talking the kick, the leg the, kick? He, the leg. He started the flop. He started yeah, you're the, right. He, he's the he's he is the godfather of the flop. But back then it was like, but you guys always fall for it. I don't understand. You just see the tape the first ten times and y'all still fall for the flop. And he kicked, no. but he he was successful at it. He was a I think he was a great player. He I could shoot. He can, he can shoot, shoot. He can shoot the blood out the ball. Um, I, I liked him. I did, and I liked him when he like the Pacers versus the Knicks. The Knicks, yes. Ooh, and then seeing, love seeing that. Spike be mad oh, if they got yeah. oh boy, yeah. But oh, they never could win. We Indiana could never win. And then they got Indy, to the championship one time, didn't they? The once, once, yeah, they and got it. Shaq once. and beat them. Shaq and got them. Shaq and Kobe yep. killed them. Because then uh, we had them in Easter Conference Finals two or three times, and that I think the very last year when we had the brawl, the Pistons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yep. when, um, yeah, that was I think the final that time crazy. they made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that because uh, everybody used to say the reason the. Uh, Pacers were in a rush to get out that game because they they wanted to beat the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what if you said you traveled? You had an opportunity to play overseas. Did you actually go to those places? Or you just had offers overseas. I had offers. I never did. Nope. I didn't. Uh, okay. I did not. Because you know, Brittany got caught up over there right now. Child, yeah, and I, I'm praying for because yeah, yeah, especially now. Um, just with the social climate and then the racial climate mm-hmm. and the political climate is kind of like a very, very touchy situation. Yeah. So they, I think they use her as, as a, I don't know, a, make an example out of her, or, but they don't really know that she black. So, you know, America can be like, oh, well. Well, and see, there's a political climate. That's why I, I use that mm-hmm. politically correctly. You said mm-hmm. it, I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can I could have... There I could go. have told him that. I was like, hey, if you try to do something, this ain't the move right here. Let her go. Yeah. Try another way. But, you know, it's what it is. Um, I want to ask you, too, also, why, why do you did, do you think other sports are better than basketball or this is just the one you gradu- you gravitated to? Um, It was the one I gravitated to originally. I didn't really have any consideration to play or any interest to do anything else. Like, that was the first sport, like, basketball I started playing ball like third grade my dad bought me some Kmart sliders they mm. didn't have really good support at the bottom I was slipping and sliding everywhere up the, my first few times playing mm-hmm. um so it and I don't think back you know and I think I was at the age where we weren't really introduced to very much because your parents it was either you were thrown like either your parents were involved in like hey you pick one sport that's how my pops was he was like you pick one thing and you stick to it and I was like okay well I guess I kind of like this and then I started being good at it um fairly you know I thought I think I'm above decent um but you know and I just stuck with it and I played I did track because I was required um it was like hey stay in shape off season so you can play ball so 
Um, but I, when I got to college is when I learned other sports, like lacrosse. I was like, oh, that is kind of awesome. Hockey, wow. I never really, <laughs> never really did that before. You know, like, oh, y'all get to fight for real? Like, dang. Right, like, yeah. You know, with a stick? <laughs> right, with a whole stick. So, Anybody going to stop this? Yeah, okay. so I got introduced to other sports for real, for real, like, firsthand was in college. And I'm very appreciative of that. Um, because it, it gave me appreciation for those who actually love those sports and having mm-hmm. friends and having peers who actually enjoyed the crosses and the tennises and the golfs and stuff like that, that we, you know, you look at the, the prime, the, I call them the prime sports, which is football, basketball, baseball. That's really, you know, usually that's what most schools are focused on. Are those? Yeah. That's the moneymakers for them. Those mm-hmm. are the moneymakers. So, mm-hmm. um, so not being able to be introduced to that makes me now that I have children, I'm able to be like, Hey, you can play lacrosse if you want to, you know, go ahead, get a stick. I'll be, I'll be rooting like it's a basketball game, you know, stuff like that. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad it made being introduced when I did, I wish I had that opportunity as a younger person. Um, being a kid, but I didn't because um, it, and it's just like closed-minded. Parents didn't really know about it, and then my parents are like, "Oh, you're gonna play basketball? You're gonna run track?" Because my mom was a track runner. So, yeah. So sometimes it's the limitness of your parents usually is is how you're shaped. Sometimes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how did the coaching opportunity uh, present itself to you? Oh, okay. Well, high school, our varsity when I was on varsity. We were we would do clinics for the babies, like the kindergarten age, four to six type stuff. So we do little ball handling clinics, little you know, little just little little activities for the kids with basketballs. Um, and I realized I actually like doing that. Um, then, so when when we transpired to college, we would also do clinics. But then I would do you know rec teams. So on the off season, I would go back home. And I would get on the roster to be a coach for the rec team. So I would get a team between fourth and sixth grade. And I would, you know, teach them what I know and would just go have, you know, have that. And I thought, you know, I became successful at it. So fast forward to moving to Texas. Um, Texas is, of course, the farmer mill of all sports. You know, they start them at out the womb, basically, down here. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually, you know, again started by I have a few uh, in-laws that were showing me their kids and I'll be on the sideline telling them what to do like being a sideline coach you know I'm over here on the parents stands telling them hey use your left hand spread your fingers and do all this other stuff and they're like okay and they listen and so then the parents would start coming to me like are you a coach or are you a recruiter because I would still wear my old college stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like no nah, no nah, I'm just you know I'm a spectator and then, you know, a couple years down the line into me being here, I started coaching. First, it was younger kids. And then I started doing like middle high school. Then I started training. Um, so it was just it just kind of fell in my lap. And I knew I knew I had something because I love seeing the the sparkle in the kids eyes that I did the same mm-hmm. way I did when I was little, like wanting to be the next Kobe or the next Jordan or you know what I'm saying? Or have because my favorite male player was Magic, Magic, oh, and, yeah. and Julius Irving. Those were the two that I I mirrored when I was playing. And I don't know how you you only thirty four. How do you know <laughs> about them? Because hey, I'm I, when I say I'm old school. If you ask me about eighties bad boys Pistons, 
Yeah. Like, I was mm-hmm. like Isaiah Zeke the Freak Thomas, like all that. Like that that was my stuff. I was I'm low key an encyclopedia when it comes to old Yeah. Old yeah, basketball. I, like I say that's the real basketball when you could like throw elbows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to play with uh with Isaiah a couple of times. He used to come down to IU, he would come back and he mm-hmm. would shoot. He was way better than I mean, I knew he was good, but when you I mean, wow! I'm not he even gonna tell you. What, I ain't gonna tell you what he did to me. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> he, he better not. Th- I respect him. I say that. I yeah, he, that. he's good. Like I've been able to be in his presence. Um, Joe Dumars. He, I, I'm not sure if he's still the GM at the Pistons, but we yeah. used to go to a lot of Pistons games. And like my senior year, we were able to play on the court for one of the fi- district finals, and that was a dope experience. I yeah. never played on a professional court. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm 6, yeah. 17. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, so it was yeah. really cool. I, uh, I I was never a Pistons fan because I don't like what they did to Michael. But <laughs> one player they had, well, two, I like Robin, but Vinny the microwave, when that dude oh, came to the game, boy, he I, was like, up quick. I was like, how, do, how does he do this? This little short mm. dude is lighting it up like that. I was yep. like, yeah, built like a running back too. He wasn't even built like a regular basketball yeah. player. Let's just call it like yeah, it was like he was eating pig, like the whole pig. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was built like a coke machine. That's yeah, what he was built. Yeah, a coke machine. There and could go. nobody stop him? I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, now I know you're a, a, a parent. You mentioned you have two kids. I believe uh, is it Mia and Neilan? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those okay. are my babies. How did how did having kids uh, change uh, you as a person? Ooh, it made me mature a whole lot. <laughs> Quickly, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I will say that being a mom is the grandest and the most challenging job I've ever had. Oh, um, man. man. But it's so, it's awesome. Like, I will say this, because I had my kids back to back, basically. They're a year oh. and six days apart. So both okay. their birthdays are in June. Okay. Um, they're a week apart though. My daughter wow. is the eldest all down the line. She mm-hmm. her birthday's the 13th of June. My son's is Juneteenth. Um, and like in the beginning, you know, it's both kids in diapers. And you're like, oh my god, ready to pull my hair out. But now <laughs> they operate like twins in a sense, and like they are like mm-hmm. my best friends. So like my son is the tomboy side of me, and then my daughter is the nurturing, the soft side of me. And it's so amazing to see them grow up now but how they molded me is I matured a lot I thought I had it all together until I had kids I was like oh yeah I'm very mature I'm very responsible and then I realized no uh you got another thing coming so mm-hmm. um but yeah they they definitely and they showed me uh, they they let me see what unconditional love was oh yeah um, yeah and I know oh, that sounds mm-hmm. so cliche but it me it means the world to me um and I'm a big kid so and they also let me be big kid without having, you know, I can make an excuse like, yeah, we want a trampoline park for the kids. But it's no, it's really for me. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, I wanted to let those, cal- you know, those those calories release those or go yeah, jump mm-hmm. an hour, you know, but I'll just be like, oh, kids, don't you want to go play? You want to go yeah. to the park, don't you? Yeah, yep. yeah. I, mean, I really want to go to the park. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Now, have, have your kids shown any interest in sports at all? Oh, they just started yeah. soccer, and that's that's a good one. And my son, yeah, my son wants to play basketball, so I'm kind of excited. My daughter is like into art; she wants to draw, but she does okay. she wants to get into gymnastics. So, mm. um, I she's already started. I'm planning to put her back in probably this summer. She doesn't know okay. it yet, so hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> um, yeah. how, did, how did you come up with their names um myself and their dad really thought about it um mia mia mia's name really came from a thin line between love and hate regina was it regina king is that what's that her, her name? name was mia okay yeah and it's funny because my name i was i was named after uh jaleesa from a different world really yeah yeah. okay yeah. so like it was like oh we're naming characters but yeah so her name came from that and then my son's name was a little bit different because i liked leland but it was like i don't really like leland with an l and i am i don't know i slight ocd i was like he has to be in order alphabetically my daughter started m <laughs> M-E-N, we gotta find yeah. the end and I was like, but I don't want any. All the first names came with Nigel and Norbit and all that. I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. So Norbit's we, cool. I like that. <laughs> no, no, no Norbit. No, no, no. 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 That was a good a movie. Yeah. when he's 35. No, <laughs> right. Really See, that was a good movie. Y'all know it was a good movie. <laughs> but yeah, How so, you doing, boy? How right. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, I mean, and then my, um, the, the dope part is, is how we name my daughter. Um, I wanted to put into consideration my grandmother. Her her middle name is May, so we spelt it M E I A, so that May could be in there. And but you know what I'm saying. So it's a little bit, you know, unique. Um, yes. But um, but yeah, it's yeah, Mia and Neelan. It rings a bell for for them the whole way. Okay, so I I see the uh, thin line between love and hate in different world, but Neelan he didn't get no TV. Uh, Okay. No, no, he didn't get a TV. Ah, you know what? He is. His name is actually looked it up. His name is very unique. It's maybe fifteen hundred other people in the world mm. with mm-hmm. the same name, based off the little stats or whatever. So there you go. I'm, I'm praying he's an esquire, or you know, <laughs> like a prominent because he has my father's middle, my my father's first name as his middle name. So okay, I did I did put some thought into the the full fullness of the name. Um. So yeah, so he's he has my dad um, with him attached, and then my grandmother was attached to my daughter. I see. Okay. So so since you're 34, are we having more? Or are we done? What, what we do? Two and I am through, honey. I know that's right. That, that's that's, that's... just in your second quarter. What are you talking about? Right. But, that, but <laughs> yeah. that didn't say have more kids. That said, I'm I'm trying to live now. I didn't yeah. I didn't did the whole. I got lucky. I didn't have. I don't even look like people don't don't even know I have kids until they like they see them. Right. You're like, oh, who's that? They're like, yeah, is those your siblings? I'm like, yeah, they show you. Uh-huh. That's my little sister. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a basketball team got five players. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. they have. I have. They have a couple other siblings, so they all right. Okay. All yeah. right. That's what's yeah. up. But what I have, what I produced, is not. Five. We're not doing that. <laughs> That's two and done. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, um, tell us about your decision to uh, serve the country. Uh, are you, and you're currently active. Is that correct? Yes. So I serve. Well, I'm not. Active. So I'm. I, I'm a soldier for the Texas Army National Guard. I've been in the Army for nine years now. Um, Was that after college or yes. during? Yes. So 
I'm kind of the non-traditional soldier. I didn't go in right after high school. Um, I went to college, moved down here. It was a little, like I said, I, I was placed in my pro for a year or two. Realized, I was like, you know, we need, you know, you got to make some money. You need some benefits. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily sure how to go about the whole corporate ladder. Um, I had got declined. My dream job was work for Ernst & Young um, to be a, a junior analyst or whatever. Whatever's going to get me in the door. Um, mm-hmm. So I went through that overqualified, underqualified crap. Yeah. And it discouraged me. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. And then the recruiter was like, hey, you know, you could do the army and at first i was like man i really want to do active duty i want i ain't trying to go you know the, right. you know, the number one thing most kids say i ain't trying to fight i don't want right. to fight i just want the benefits you know right so, yes. so are you with the like logistics group or are you finance are you so that support what are you doing the irony is is i'm i'm an intel analyst so i am like the person who is looking at the entire scope of the, the actual battle and wow, being, okay. you know, strategy. That's the best way I can tell you without being like, if mm-hmm. I tell you more, I got to kill you. No, 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 no. <laughs> good, I, good. I don't know. I know nothing. I'm good. <laughs> I can't even see, so I don't know nothing. I definitely right. don't know. So it's basically like playing Battleship or Risk. I'll just say that. Okay. That's my job. Hmm. So how often do you got to go in? Um. Typically, uh, it's a week and a month. The last three years, I've been activated to be active, whether it was overseas, well, overseas or stateside. Um, so the dope part about being in the guard is that you, your allegiance or your primary focus is stateside. So mm-hmm. your your boss, your first line boss is the governor. Um, and then, like for instance, like COVID happened, and like back when forty five was in. And he was like, we need all y'all on all hands on deck. So then we got activated on the federal side and we were, uh, you know, like our orders were under Donald Trump, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, so we, I think being in the guard, if I was to sit here, I used to be a recruiter. So it sounded like I'm about to throw a spiel, but, um, the dope part about being in the national guard is that you get the best of both worlds. Um, the citizen soldier livelihood or whatever, and still reap the best. Uh, have the full, you know, the fullness of what an active duty person would be able to reap from as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, if you were to retire from the from the National Guard, if that's something, what would your DD two fourteen say? What do you mean? So, like, I know, like, when the when full time um, soldiers, sailors, corps members, airmen, when they retire, their DD two fourteen is their equivalent of their resume. So, if you were to look at your at your your time there, you're sent with with the with the Army National Guard. What would your resume say in that instance? I know you mentioned you know, the strategist. I mean, would it fall underneath administrative? Would it fall underneath? Oh, it'd it- be it'd be honorable, of course, definitely. Um, I would. I mean, my background. I've done a lot in the little in the nine years I've been in, and I haven't necessarily had to go Oconus, which is going. Okay. So I will say. It's been a blessing that I haven't had to, especially because of how small my kids are. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have been a part of joint force operations where I've worked with those overseas. Um, So I've gotten some grand experience and I would not take that back from anybody. But my DD-214 will speak for itself. Nice. (laughs) Most certainly. So where else have you traveled to around the globe? Where all the places have you been? 
Um, I've been a lot of it was owed to sports. I will say that um, Australia. I've been to Mexico. Um, I've been to Oxford, um, mm. which was kind of dope. Um, I want to travel more, and so next year I'm going to Trinidad. I actually have family in Trinidad, um, and uh, it's Trinidad, Panama, and I'm trying to do like the Central Americas, Central South America, just to get some more countries under my belt, and then I want to go from top to bottom of the continent of Africa. Ooh, that's gonna uh, take a minute. Yeah, it's gonna take a long minute. That's why I said let me get the, <laughs> let me get Central and South America out of the way so I can go ahead and do these excursions. Um, yeah. So yeah. So the government will pay for you to travel all those places, or is that on you? Um, that was definitely well. I'll say Mexico was on the dime of basketball. Um, Australia was also the dime of basketball. Um, UK was college. Um. So, like I said, Mexico again. I did Mexico twice. So Mexico also again was on a dime with Uncle Sam, because uh, currently we're they have us an operation doing the border and stuff like that. And which, yeah, so they do a lot. And we're in Texas, so the border of Mexico is like our biggest focus. Um, okay. But yeah, so I haven't, like I said, I haven't had the opportunity to deploy. Um, I have been, they, they just actually asked me because I had drill this weekend about going to Kosovo, you know, for instance, that was something that I wanted to do or, you know, certain countries, they ask you about certain deployments and you, the joy, like I said, the joy about being the guard is, is, is more so a choice first as opposed to being like, Hey, you're going here and you're like, dang, I didn't even get a chance to say yes or no. I just got to go. <laughs> yeah. Got to so, go. Yeah. So that's why I like it. I like having options and um, yeah, the guard gives me a little bit more leverage than being active duty. I see. I see. Um, I know you like to give back and inspire others. What are, what are some other ways that you are giving back? Ooh. Uh, so I don't like talking about it very much, but I do, we do random I try to do random acts of kindness where if mm. I see homely, homeless, like homeless folks needing something, they got the little signs up, and it's not always like the the old grungy man sitting at the du- <laughs> at the corner panhandling. I do yeah. that sometimes too, but I may see like a woman with like three or four of her kids, and she's like, "I need rent money," and I'm like, "Baby, I ain't got no money, but I got food for you, or I can go buy you some groceries, or I can, you know, something like that." Um, I have a group of my friends here in Dallas where we would go to downtown and we were making care packages for the homeless, like toiletries and um, we'll give away, you know, blankets when it was cold out, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then um, I do backpack giveaways for kids. Um, I'll just, I like doing random stuff. Like uh, a girl had posted on her social media that I was, that I'm associate with. And she was saying that she was going through some, like near fatal surgery that she needs to have or she'll die type thing and we rounded things up and i sent her a care package like hey i know you're about to have this surgery you're gonna need this when you get home and i pray everything is okay so like this is my good energy coming to you because i know you're in a bad spot so um that's usually what i like doing um i like being it's almost like i mirror because my favorite artist is prince and he does the same thing mine too yeah Yeah. so see we besties already (laughs) right right. but um i just like doing random acts of kindness i feel like it shouldn't be 
it doesn't always have to be this elaborately thought out event just to do something nice for somebody. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I, I like to give back too, and so, as well as Trey. But but why why do you give back? I mean, what what's your motivation for that? Um. Well, and you know what? My motivation is because I feel like I'm on this earth to serve. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I coach because I'm serving the kids or I'm serving a young person who wants to go to the next level. Um, I feel like I'm a mom because I'm serving my children to teach them to be, you know, better humans than what we, you know, the last generation was. So I feel like I'm on this earth primarily to serve. Now, of what primarily? Not necessarily sure as to what specifically, but I know my me being on this earth is to serve and give the resources that I'm able you know I work hard but I feel like I can share a little bit to some people from time to time um and when they're in need because I've been in positions where you know I you know need needing somewhere to stay or you know kind of like check the check and like ooh, these these, these bills come a little too close you know mm-hmm. and you know you really need that and having someone just selflessly help you out without needing something in return it means a lot and it is set with me and you know I you know I'll reach out and say man you don't understand and even just saying hello or you look beautiful today something small as that is a service to me um because you don't know what that person's going through um and you know just basically walking on this earth in kindness and in love you know I think a lot of us have lost sight of that because we're always looking for something or someone is doing something nice for you you're looking at it like oh they have an ulterior motive right yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so that's really where my motivation lies okay yeah actually when you think about being a leader or a servant it that's that's really their hand in hand Mm -hmm. because a leader is going to lead by example and you know be that catalyst for change and i think a lot of times we got it mixed up where a leader is somebody with a whip telling you do this or do that but the the real leader you know bends down and help you up so we both can stand right I, I, i totally agree Okay. Uh, We're going to move into the next section unless Trey has a question. No, go ahead. I was ready for the next part. Go ahead. All right, cool. We're going to move into our final section of the interview. It's called Getting to Know You, which we already do know you, but we're going to get to know you better. Okay. We just asked a few questions. I say, Trey, why don't we do a three, 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 and three? Okay. That sounds good. All right. I'll go first. My first question is, Coach, you have two players left. You get to pick uh, one, and the other player gets to pick one. The two players left are Kyrie Irving or Wardale Steph Curry. Which one do you pick? <laughs> Ooh, I would probably choose Kyrie. Mm, me too. Why? Kyrie. Everybody loves. So I love both of them. Kyrie is uh, Kyrie to me is more versatile. I can use him in probably four of the five positions on the floor, as opposed mm. to Steph. Yeah. Now, granted, Steph may play big, but he just he might get knocked over a few times. Man, who he's playing with? He but plays no defense. The, but yeah, he play he plays. Yeah, he is good. I think Kyrie is pretty decent on D two, but mm-mm. I would yeah. have to go. I would have to go with his shot. Like Kyrie can get hot, but I would rather him be all around at opposed to just being. Yes. You know, just yeah. a, a a good shooter, and mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Because you can isolate uh, Kyrie. Yeah, and he's been isolated in his shows. You can see yep. the film. And when yep. he's isolated, <laughs> that fool, is, yeah. he's frustrated and yep. he, is yep. not, he is not himself. Well, well, anytime there's piece. a home game, he's isolated. That's a whole other story, though. I mean, Ooh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to leave I'm that sorry. alone. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. 
Let me go my second question. Like Franklin uh, from anywho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep these in my first three. Uh, second question. What was your experience like wearing braces? Like brace face? Yeah, you did, like, you wore braces. I know, like, did you hate that? Did you say, I had, why, why did you want that? Because, like, I had one tooth that I don't like. I, I just said I live with it. What made you decide to get the braces? Um, I usually, well, I, you just like what you said, You've seen a deficiency, but most people may be like, eh, I didn't really pay attention to it. I I was I had kind of like some spacing in my front the front top teeth and I was like, um, if I'm gonna be this, you know, million dollar smile, but I'm not getting veneers. That's I don't wanna look like the, the dog from the the bacon strip commercial. Mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> um but I got braces just for, you know, self self care, mm-hmm. you know, to I had some, you know, self-conscious about things, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna invest in myself. Okay. And so I, I think, I mean, I'm, I, I feel like that's one of the things you could use instead of going big, getting a BBL. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we talked to people about that already. Boy, oh boy. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. How long did it take you to do that reel with you in the sugar shack pose? How many times take you get that right? Man, and that's actually my favorite video um <laughs> the sugar shack I, I think i did it maybe two or three times okay because you was you was right in the right spot and everything i said man i know it and i actually time. own the vi- i actually own the picture so oh, it made yeah. it even yeah so i i love good times so oh, i man. i own the i bought i found it at a photo a portrait place and i was like, i have to have it and so when that came out i did it because red man did his earlier that day Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, because I love Redman and Method Man. So I was yeah. sitting there like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to do this now. And so I did it, and it kind of, like, it kind of, I ain't going to say it went viral or anything, but I got some nice little shares on my Instagram and then on my um, Facebook, the reels on Facebook. Like, my yeah. friends, like, they were like, man, you so crazy, because they think I'm, they just think I'm, like, the, the new, like, Tiffany Haddish sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I'm that funny, but thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Trey. Okay, here's I got a, I got a, a kind of nice mix of different questions for you. So my first question is this: What superhero best resembles your personality? <laughs> Ooh, I ain't never been asked that question. Superhero that resembles my personality? Mm-hmm. I would say probably Storm slash Wonder Woman. Okay. okay okay and it's because like i can be fiery but i feel like i'm you know at the, for 95 percent of the time i'm i'm very subtle you know i want to save the day um okay and i feel like i can be you know but i can be fierce without having to be fiery and see fiery. i thought you was gonna say like captain marvel because military and then you know you just couldn't no one beat her you know but okay well, well you know that. i'm not a i you know i i i, I fool with you know captain marvel i just look okay. like i was like a I, you know, Storm was McGirt, like, because the story behind Storm and Black Panther, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if oh, yeah. we really follow in the comic book, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just, I always found myself to align better with her. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. I'm going to go back to your, your old days back in Michigan. What's one thing that you miss about Michigan that you don't have in Texas? Coney Island. Oh, so we. Going down to, uh, 
Greek town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So yes. like having yes. the Coney, like, and then even Jackson had a different type of Coney Island. Um, mm. Like I just missed the hot dog with you know ground the ground beef. They use like, you know, they tell you it's like liver ground liver or whatever. But it was so amazing. You put some mustard on that thing, onions, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not chili. <clears throat> like I come down here, like Sonic. They're like, oh yeah, we got Coney dogs. Oh no, that's a chili dog. No, that's Please. not. No, that's Sorry. a chili dog. <laughs> yeah. So I miss that, and I do miss the snow. I miss like the first two weeks when the snow first hit, and then you okay. wake up and the mm-hmm. sun glistens on it. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's so pretty. And then I don't know what she's I- talking about. <laughs> They still got snow in Michigan. You know that up in the UP? Well, ain't no right. way. Right. <laughs> but that's the only thing I do miss is the first snowfall, like for mm-hmm. Christmas. That's the part I do kind of miss. But then I'm ready to go after that. Like, run it's time to flight. It, it, yeah. it can melt, right? Let's yeah. go. I don't want to okay. see the brown and the black snow. And the dark <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I think I like snow for the first 20, maybe 30 seconds, and I'm like, I'm over it after yeah, that. Yeah, it's really just a hot second. Like, you do the all oh, reminisce, like, oh, I can yeah, uh, and that's it. Wardy don't even like snow cones. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't mess around. <laughs> I don't mess around with it. I'm good. <laughs> what, what's your favorite part of Texas that's not related to weather? Um, I really love the skyline of downtown Dallas. Okay. Nice. And I think it's just the lights and... If there's no clouds, it looks so beautiful. The, the planes going over, oh man, that's what made me fall in love when I came down here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, we got we got three and three left, but uh, I'll save my second round for the for the last one because those are tough ones. But th- I'll go oh, easy God. on these three. Not tough ones. Let me get my dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not like that. It's just, it's just easy. <laughs> but my first one is: Should college kids get paid to play sports, and if so, how much? I know they kind of passed that, but what do you think they? a good payment for people i think i i mean expect i'll say from each level i think it's levels to it if you are a d1 player and you are prime time which is usually like your dukes your kentuckys your and i and i and in tennessee because i was a pat summit fan mm-hmm. um I believe they they should. I mean, but they're like, well, kids get paid scholarships, but that scholarship is not guaranteed. Right. You know, yeah. that's the yep. problem. A lot of people, a lot of non-sports players um, are like, they get full rides. A full ride means one year with options, mm-hmm. um, an option to renew, you know, and I actually just had this conversation with a bunch of but I think I don't, I don't have a, I, I at least say they should get paid enough to satisfy their room and board even though room and board is paid for but it's still things inside the room and board that most kids you're not eating at the student center every day you want to have some groceries in your refrigerator some water some juices things of that nature mm-hmm. um they should have I, I really feel like they should at least get either a stipend every semester yes, a stipend. I, yes. I think a stipend mm-hmm. would be sufficient you don't have like i'm not gonna clock how many hours are in the gym because that's that's asinine i feel like that's being too stringent but i feel like a stipend along with the scholarship should be sufficient because there are things that you know like if i was just living off my scholarship like i'm a like for one i'm a woman i need you know feminine hygiene products so mm-hmm. you know just every the thing like i got locks i need things to get my hair redone like come on now if i'm working you want me to do three and four times a day at the gym i don't have time to get a job so mm-hmm. you're taking my time. So I feel like, yeah, you should get paid. 
I, I absolutely agree with that as well. Um, second one. Are you more Malcolm or Martin? <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a combination of both. Really? I feel like I am kind of a great balance because ideology of Malcolm is needed. You need to have boundaries. You can't just be like, love everybody, turn the cheek. Because sometimes somebody needs to be told to be put in a place, you know, sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm a, I'm an even balance. I, I If you would have asked me that 10 years ago when I was in my early 20s, I'd probably, oh, I'm definitely Martin. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now that I've gotten older, I have kids, I've experienced some things, you know, corporate mm-hmm. life. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I've been jaded, but I, you know, I've just, I've matured a lot and I just don't go for a lot of things that I used to go for. So I would say I'm a, I'm a grand mix. Okay. Uh, speaking of jaded, how do you feel about the uh, slap? Oh, <laughs> not jaded. Oh Lord. Oh <laughs> Lord. Um, <clears throat> I, there was something, It to me it was deeper than, than the joke. Oh, look at you. You did some research. You, I you, did. Yeah, you, you, most people look at the surface. You like, you well, going. Superficially, it was like, oh, well, he just did that because Jada was mad. Yeah, it, it's, it's more. I right. think it's more to it. Oh, um, definitely. I think the only people who will know the answer is God, him, and Jada, and maybe Chris. Because yeah. um, Chris was definitely surprised by it. Um, but. I hate that it happened because he's had a lot of adverse things happen since. Like he's had his, you know, his membership with the Academy revoked. And um, I, I think they're talking about taking away his award. And I'm like, that's kind of. They, going- they can't. He already got one ball head uh, award. So he can't. I don't know what y'all talking about. So, I'm talking, I'm talking about the Oscar. What this one right there. On behalf of the What's Up Award Show, we are not bothered by bald-headed women. Now back to you. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Jada. I don't know where y'all going with this, but go ahead. Go ahead no, coach. but I mean, I think I think it's deeper. I think it has something to do with him per se. I think he feels. I really feel like in some ways he's embarrassed by a lot of the things that's transpired because of the August mm-hmm. Elsina thing. Oh my um, god! And the red. I think red table talk has opened up a can of worms between mm-hmm. their relationship which yep. is why i'm not a real big fan of couples doing reality tv of any sort because right. now you're already in the public eye give mm-hmm. yourself some privacy for at least the rest of your you know aspect i get you want to exploit you you know all good marketing all marketing is marketing and good marketing or whatever but i just feel like uh, I just leave like, some mystery in your life. <laughs> I like, you know, leave some, you know, leave something to the imagination. Exactly. People, people already think your kids are weird, for instance, but it's, yeah. it's because we don't, we weren't necessarily in the know of why they were doing certain things they were doing. So we were trying to guess, which is the mystery. It was, that's the, that's the joy. Who's going to know? Well, yeah. book, know. He broke it down in the book. Why? If you read the book, mm-hmm. you'll understand everything and it'll all be crystal clear. Yeah, he, and his he, and yeah. I just and I actually I'm about halfway through it, and a lot of his ideology of why why he did that made sense from his like childhood. Yeah, like it does. how his how he was with his pops and his mom, yep. and how he yep. was a mm-hmm. he was low key a pathological like a little lying kid, like the one mm-hmm. that you, like you can't be around. Will will get you in trouble because he even made this elaborate story about something yeah. that didn't happen. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I I think it's way deeper than than just her side eye, you know, giving him the side eye and him having something to prove. I think that was part of it, 
Mm-hmm. But I think internally he had it, it's some stuff that triggered him. He's fifty something years old and he still that little boy kind of came out. Well, mm-hmm. he's trying to still trying to please her. She she doesn't like that limelight. Like she, she came out recently and said, I'm not the type of woman that needs saving. So she she's still throwing him under the bus. So Yeah, but. and low key, I that's a whole different we can have a whole segment about that. Right. And, right. And in his mind, he was probably thinking, What would Tupac do? I'm gonna do that. And right. And, and you know what I'm saying? That's the problem. Like <laughs> because in the past she's had these um interviews that bring up her relationship with Pac I'm like mm-hmm. first of all you've been married 30 years baby like Tupac, yeah, let it go Tupac let that died. go like you gotta let that old flame go it should have been dead and like dusty down like come on mm-hmm. now. well but, I think because she feels she probably she didn't get what she wanted she she really didn't want to marry Will and she didn't want a big wedding but she probably liked him because he was you know was always safe. in his face yeah Will was, was safe. safe Will is yeah. safe Will was and a safe rich. rapper and he had money. He, she married him at the height of his career. He was doing Men in Black. He just came out. Yep. The work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All that yep. stuff. And All that. Beautiful kids. You know. It's, I, I think it's unfortunate, but they're human. Right. Also, yeah. I think we I think we get it. Just like we do like with all public figures. We we forget they're human. Mm-hmm. And right. he had a moment of weakness. He had a moment of vulnerability. He turned into, you know, the ignorant Negro. And he did, you know, now he's paying for it. But I just right. feel like he's he's human and i and i don't i don't see anything i still love will you know right yeah yeah will is the innocent little black kid who from philly goofy you know what i'm saying i don't see anything different than what he's ever i don't either well you know what's gonna be interesting about that too with him having less visibility in some cases Mm -hmm. that's gonna that's gonna really increase his intrigue behind what happens to him next Everyone's yeah. going to see his next movie that comes out. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, just like Everyone's Chris Rock. See. Chris Rock's mm-hmm. tickets went from $30 a person to 300 in 24 yep. hours. Yep, All sure because, did. And he's not funny. And I'll say that on public. I, I hope this goes oh, viral. Oh, 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 he's not funny oh. to me. But, the, you know. Kevin Hart shots is not fired, funny. Shots fired. Chris Rock is funny. <laughs> no. Funny. He, he does have some good, like, punchlines. But he's not, like, gut-wrenching. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. He's never been. Oh, the only the last like I do like like uh what is the movie? Not why did I get married? That's Tyler Perry, but it was I think I love my wife or something like that. Or yeah, that was stupid. Or whatever. That was stupid. But yeah. like I get some of the things he does, but he's low key the the puppet under Adam Sandler, and I love right. Adam yeah Sandler. yeah I, I, and Adam Rich too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Chris is not. He don't make me fall out laughing, Mm-mm. but but I mean, he, he has got like... some he has some good punchlines. Like his brother is actually funnier than he is. <laughs> Mm. And Tony a, ain't even mainstream. No, no, he got a couple brothers actually, but yeah, he Tony, got ten of them actually to just yeah, transfer because yeah. he just got a viral video talking about you didn't slap my brother. Yeah, oh, and you they got to see nothing. all ten of us now. They're not gonna do nothing to him. They just Instagram oh, gangsters, yeah. but yeah. Mm. But but go ahead with your question, Trey. I'm sorry. Okay, now you, we're talking about relationships, so let me ask you this: for so then, what's the best saying from your mom or your dad that you currently use right now? The best what? The best saying that your mom and dad used on you growing up, and do you actually use that saying? I should say. Oh, the one thing my dad used to say all the time was, "Be a, be a kid as long as you can." Mm. And okay. I didn't understand that until I got in, got to being an adult, having to pay bills, and I understood exactly what he meant. Right. Because mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be, you know, when you're a kid, you thrive on once, or you you have the desire of wanting to be something that you can't be 
you know, I think that we all have that issue where like, we're like, dang, I really wish I could be here. And then once you get there, you're like, man, I want to go here. Um, and my pops used to say all the time, like, be glad or be blessed you're a kid. And I didn't understand that. And so that's why I say I'm still a big kid because I live vicariously through my kids simply because there's days where I don't want to be an adult. Adulting is ghetto. It really is. Yes, and, it is. You know, mm-hmm. paying a bill makes me clutch my pearls, you know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's probably the one thing I used to, he always used to say, like, be, you know, be be blessed, you know, stay a kid as long as you can. Be blessed mm-hmm. that you are a kid. And I used to be like, I don't know why you saying that. I can't wait till I'm 18. And now, now I'm 18, over 18. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, I wish I was 16 and a half. I was mm-hmm. getting an allowance, getting my gas paid for my phone bill paid. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to your times when you're in high school and mm-hmm. you had a home game playing your rival and you're coming off, they're doing the, the, the team announcements. And what's that one song that you wish they would play as your hype song as you're coming off the bench? What would be that one song? Uh, it was several. My oh, favorite song man. was... She had an album. Yeah, I did. I did. I had an album. Um, yeah. My favorite song coming off was either anything Waka Flocka ironically or Lil John and Eastside Boys anything from either <laughs> one of them and then the one song our graduating class to this day I graduated in 2006 and we would sing don't start no stuff won't be no stuff mm-hmm. so that used to be my junk so when that song bim, 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 <laughs> nice. yeah I get right. hyped <laughs> there you go there you go and then my last question is this. Let's say you had an option between getting free gas for three years, right? Or free food for six years. Which is going to be? I'm going to go for the food. I'm a foodie. Everybody says that. I love food. Gas, like, first of all, we can get, I can get Uber Eats. I ain't got to go get it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We can True. find a way to get it. I can walk. Now I didn't burn calories to yep, go get the a- food. And then now I got the food. I can walk back. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. All right. Let, let me get my final three in. I'm, I'm gonna go from Lisa uh, to more serious. First one: Does sugar belong on grits? No. Ooh, ooh. Thank you. Yes. You, Michigan you and, no? and yep. She's salt and butter. Okay. Yes. All say, right. Can you say it one more time for the people in the back? I say it one more her. time. We heard salt her. and butter. Oh, yes. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next question. Do you have any tattoos and why uh, why did you choose them if so i have four um the first one the first i'll say the first two were dumb the first one was i was 18 i thought i was like that's where be a kid as long as you can uh, yes. i thought i was grown so i got one my first week in college and hey. yeah i was like yeah i'm a, an adult finally but i got a small one it so i got one on my waistline one and two on my like back right shoulder blade and that was probably the dumbest one because it's my name i was like what am i gonna do get dementia and forget who i am <laughs> and be like oh what's my name baby oh, oh it's yeah, right yeah. there on my back there it is there it is <laughs> or if somebody called my name i've had that happen where they call my name they were like hey jalisha and i'm like how do you know me well it's, yeah. it has the name on your back i figured right there <laughs> like oh okay my bad um and then i have uh the one that kind of has a little more meaning is i have africa on my other shoulder mm-hmm. and it, it it has intertwined it has like there it is machine systems um 
the Ankh, it has, you know, the 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 Ankh that has, you know, that represents life, like the, you know, the canal, the birth canal, things of that mm-hmm. nature. And I'm planning to expound on that one. I haven't I'm very I try and be thoughtful now that I started doing more tats because I don't want to be completely tatted up, but if I do tattoos, I want to have I like having meaning behind them. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I have a couple. They're not huge, and they're all hit, you know, hidden unless I wear like a tank top or something. Yeah, yeah. So you control them. Okay. Right, right. All right. Last question: LeBron or MJ? Oh Lord, I can't answer that question. It's not they're, that easy. It's, it's not. I I don't know how people because they're in different eras. I don't think. If we if we're putting LeBron in the eighties, mm-hmm. I don't think LeBron would survive. Mm-hmm. Oh my yep. gosh! Are I gotta get more time too. Yep. But Six, I eight. love LeBron. I'm not a LeBron hater. I just feel like LeBron comes from a. It's just like saying, um, like you could say, can your son or daughter survive when you were surviving? No, because you've given them things that yeah, they true. wouldn't have that's gotten. True. And I hate mm-hmm. when they do that comparisons, like Kobe or Jordan. Like, no. Yeah. You can't do that comparison because it's a whole different generation. Now, all you can do is bask in the fact that they were great in their time. Mm -hmm. LeBron Mm -hmm. has gone 19 seasons and may have missed one full year. Like, in total, I'm talking about just combined missed games. He is not, he is taking care of his body. He's learned the, he's he's done more than most people. Like, um, think of Derrick Rose. Derrick Mm -hmm. Rose had the potential of being in the same level as LeBron, but he played Uh, hard. Huh? You know, well, I'm saying as far as being Ooh. a great, as opposed to being mm. damaged goods in the first five years of his season, of, of mm. his career, and LeBron understood the business of basketball, and that's right. why he is a great. Okay. Well, All what right. about Grant Hill though? So I mean, I yeah. mean, he had he, he was a beast, but he, he was, was good, but he had a lot of injury prone too. Exactly. Because yep. Penny Hardaway was the yep. same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway was a bad boy. Uh, Grant Hill reminded me of like Anthony Davis. When he's good, he's good. Yeah, he's and then when he was good. down, he's down. Like, and it ain't no recovery until he's back one hundred percent. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, okay, we're gonna have to go ahead and wrap it up here, Coach mm-hmm. Jay. Can you let the audience know where your social media presence is, in case they want to look at pictures and see your tattoo or whatever? Sure. Um. <laughs> My Facebook is Jaleesha Bell. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. Instagram is Coach J Bay, twenty-four. Um, I think I have, yeah, I have TikTok, which is Coach J Bay, um, and that's really it. I do what TikTok, Instagram, what else they got? Oh, oh Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I know I'm getting old. I'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, what, the snaps, what else is that? The, 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 all that. Yeah, I like doing a little videos, and I have my kids in there sometimes, from time to time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just here to kind of touch one life. I hope I'm able to do that. If I'm able to inspire one, that that makes my life happy. Okay, well, appreciate that. Well, let me do the final thoughts here. Okay, from Jackson, Michigan, to Adrian College serving a country and coaching tomorrow's leader. It was so nice to hear the episode where Coach Jay Bay talked about this and how she's making a difference in the world. They say each person does well to have a mentor to learn from, a peer you can be yourself with, and finally giving back by mentoring someone else. I find that most people tiptoe to life hoping to make it safely to death and end up with many regrets. Currently, none of us make us off this big blue marble alive, so make every day better than yesterday because it's truly a blessing to see this new day. Thank you, Coach J. Bay, for dropping by the lab. 
Thank I you guys for having me. And that rhyme, J Bay, New Day. I see you. Damn. I saw your video. <laughs> it was poetic. It was poetic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm Woody Ward. He's Trey all day. Peace. Peace. Bye.